0: get off of work, and we're racing home to clean up and to eat and whatever. But um, on this this date, the 16th, from 7 until 9 o'clock, we're going to have a Marketplace Ministry. We're going to have Pastor or Dr. Mila uh, speak uh, into our lives, and uh, we'll have guests there talking about the businessman. Now, as you well know, that I have been talking to you about this for the last couple of years. And so uh, this past week, I, I concluded a little writing uh, that I gave to you, God and the Businessman. And I want you to read this knowing that every one of you are involved in business. You may not own your business, but every one of you are involved in business. And God has a specific word to you to understand why you do what you do. In many instances, we live our lives, and in living our lives, we we just go to work, we come home, we go to work, we come home, we go to work, we come home, we go to our business, we come home, and it's just like normal stuff, but I want you to understand God has appointed you to go out and to succeed and to prosper to be able to preach the kingdom of God. And to be able to support the kingdom of God. And uh, so read this uh, with a heart of understanding that you are important uh, in God's kingdom. And it's so good again to see you. Uh, I am loving um, all the ministries and all the giftings that we have been for years developing and discipling. OSL begins today, I believe. And uh, it's going to be exciting for many of you that have been going through uh, OSL. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, in a couple of weeks, I will be teaching on God's love in OSL Level One, which uh, I'm looking forward to. Every one of you that have not started OSL, you need to start, and it'll it'll change you understanding the love of God. Well, this series we began last week is about giving. So turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 13. And the reason I entitled this series, A Lifestyle That Gives, someone that I follow, uh, it, giving is his motto, and his name is Jesus Christ. And I want, I want you to thank you. I want you to, to recognize that in John 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, I'm not teaching on this topic of giving because I'm a pastor. I am preaching this topic because I'm a giver. And... I live to give. Giving comes naturally to me. And when I say that, I'm not saying that in a proud or a a manner of look at me. Uh, But we need to understand that giving also is supernatural. And we need to recognize that the supernatural aspect of giving transforms every area of our life. Naturally, I grew up with a family that gave. My parents took care of family members and people who were down and out in our neighborhood. And at times, people would live with us, and we had a three-bedroom home, uh, three kids, my mom and dad. And at times, there would be people sleeping on our couches. And uh, periodically, my parents would say to me, Gary, come here, go out and cut the Kazemkas. It's one of the family's grass. Uh, Gary, go next door and put these groceries in... In uh, their refrigerator because they're coming home from vacation. So, my parents always gave. So, naturally, I was just used to things that I had. I was always told that sometimes the things that I have are also for other people, that I need to always recognize. Now, this was just a natural thing. Now, of course, I had my grandmother. You know about my grandmother, who to me is very supernatural, walked in the kingdom of God and and was a prayer warrior, but my family literally did some things that were really biblical, and at first, I didn't really know it was biblical until I found out that it literally giving is supernatural. They would at times, uh, just in, in the middle of the winter, just say, uh, Gary, go over to George and Sally's and, and shovel their driveway. Now, you from California shovel the driveway. You're wondering, what are they shoveling? Um, snow and uh, so when it was snow the elderly couple next door that they would always ask me so then after a while they wouldn't even have to ask me I would just know when it snowed I would do our driveway and I'd do their driveway giving is a lifestyle giving is something we were created to do and to give we are a giver we're created as a giver Terry and I love to give Now, what I will share in this series, I am giving to you, and it will help you. So I am giving you something. I'm not preaching this as a pastor. I'm giving you something that has transformed and touched my life, and I know it's going to touch yours. And I'm not going to apologize at all for preaching on giving. And (laughs) if you're frustrated with me talking about money or giving, you will just have to get over it. Okay? So let's just get that, you know, let's shake that off and get over that and and realize that giving, we were created to give. Now, I'm not going to apologize for preaching on grace either or marriage or the Holy Spirit. I will not apologize for teaching on anything that will help you. That's, my mission as a pastor or as a man or as a human. The reason that many people have arguments built up in their mind is because Satan knows that if you become a giver, it will help and change your life. So let me give you a secret. Finances relate to every area of your life. Many have a poor marriage because they don't handle their finances properly. Finances relate to your health. Because some don't manage their finances properly, their health goes awry. The Bible gives us about 500 verses on prayer, the Bible gives us about 500 verses on faith, and the Bible has over 2,000 verses on money and possessions. Jesus told 38 parables. 16 parables were about money. And so we need to recognize and understand that handling finances and giving is, is vital. The 16th, on Wednesday evening, you will learn a little bit more about how to handle your finances and what are finances for. So our focus today, uh, I want you to recognize our focus today and the next few weeks is God must be first in every area of your life. When he has everything, everything will come in order. Exodus 13, I ask you to turn to that. Verse 1 and 2, we're going to begin to see some uh, concepts or conceptual uh, lifestyle uh, principles that you can take a hold in your life and you're gonna be able to move into a realm of your life greater. And even if you have given, even if you do give, you're gonna understand the purpose of giving and open the doors of heaven and really open the doors of a life that you always dreamed about. So I'm gonna help you get there. In Exodus 13, verse one, it says, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, consecrate to me all the firstborn.'" Whatever opens a womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. Everyone say, it is mine. It is mine. mine. The firstborn belongs to God. Verse 12, that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb. That is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have the male shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. Sounds really nice. And all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. So what this is saying, a lot of us are looking at it and say, what in the world is this all about? We're talking about God's first. And right from the beginning, with the law, and we're gonna find even before the law and after the law, that God said, I'm first. So let me show you three things about God being first. First of all, the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. We find in that scripture, this is what God was saying, the firstborn belongs to me. Now, in relating to finances, the tithe belongs to God just like the firstborn belongs to him. The scripture here, we're going to explain it. If you have an animal that is a clean animal, that clean animal that has a firstborn, you have to sacrifice the firstborn animal to God. Now, what we have to see here that if it is an unclean animal, you have to sacrifice a clean animal for the unclean animal to redeem the unclean animal. So why do that? Well, because God's first. Everything that is mandated in the Old Testament represents something to us. I want to just read the scripture real, real quickly. Look what 1 Corinthians ten eleven says. Now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. So here it is. Anything unclean had to be redeemed by the sacrifice of a clean animal. Think about this. Every one of us in this room were born unclean or in sin. And Jesus was born clean being the firstborn. Are you seeing the picture here? He was the firstborn spotless lamb of God, and he had to be sacrificed for the unclean. That's you and me. This is how we were redeemed. This is how redemption took place. Jesus was given by God, the firstborn. So follow this thought throughout Scripture. Follow this thought throughout life. So let me settle something. In Exodus 13, it is talking to us about tithing. Even in a deeper truth, it is talking about giving the first to God. It is even deeper. See, a lot of times we get stuck on tithing and we get stuck on the principle of tithing, but I want you to understand, the principle of tithing comes because of giving to God first. And I'll show it to you. A lot of people talk about tithing, but do not talk about giving to him first. A concept of giving our first of what we make. Keep that in your mind. Jesus was God's tithe. Jesus was the firstborn, and he was clean, and he was sacrificed for the unclean. God gave Jesus for us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Let me just explain this to you. This is going to help you in the aspect of salvation. While we were putting nails in him, spitting on him, Jesus was dying for us. God didn't wait to see if we were changed before he gave Jesus. Keep that thought in mind. God didn't wait till we would believe and accept him first. If we were worthy of this. God gave Jesus in a hope that we would come to him and accept him. So the principle is that God gave Jesus first. Follow the thought. Tithing is you give it first before you see the blessing or not. In the same way, God gave Jesus first and he redeems Through Christ. Well, let me give you an example. Let's follow the example. And this is going to be the whole morning here, folks. You're going to see it over and over and over and over, and people fight tithing. An example. When the death angel came over Egypt, remember that story? Israel had sacrificed the firstborn clean animal and put the blood on the doorposts And the whole of Israel was redeemed that had the blood. The principle is that the Egyptians could have done the same thing. I want you to understand that. The Egyptians could have done the same thing. We always get Hollywood picture of that it was for the Jews and not for anybody else. God always loved God always loved all people. For God so loved the world. Didn't say for God so loved the church. God so loved the world. So the question now why did God have the right to take the firstborn? Well, here's the answer because of what we just read, the first belongs to God. The first always belongs to God. They put the blood on the doorpost and the mantle. They were saved by the blood of the Lamb in the form of the cross. How are you saved? By the blood of the Lamb, Jesus. On or on the form of the cross. So notice, God did this. Before we ever believed and received, God did it. Before All, God did it. God's plan, redemptive plan, was to give first. So again, it is the same way we give our tithe. It's giving the first one. Now follow this. God doesn't say, once your sheep has ten, then you give me one. He says, give me the firstborn because it is mine. Why does he say that? And why am I really just absolutely being so focused on this? Because I want you to understand. uh, Just hear my heart. Hear it. We're going to explain it. Some people tithe, and they don't walk in the blessings. Because they don't understand the principle. But I'm going to help you understand the principle. So the explosion... Have you ever heard anybody say, or have you ever said this yourself, I've tithed and nothing changed. Let me show you how it's going to change. You give God or return the tithe to him, you redeem the other 9 or 90% again if you give the first one. Pastor, what are you meaning? What, What is God saying here? What's Scripture saying? Why does the Bible, all through the Bible, talk about this? Because there's a principle that sometimes we don't get. Also, it's not 10% that brings a blessing. Even though tithe is 10%. It's not 10% that brings a blessing. It's the principle of putting God first and having faith in God that brings a blessing on your finances. What do you mean? Everything in life, a giver puts God first. First the New Testament church. It says they gave themselves first to the Lord. Now, how many of you heard the arguments of, of uh, when did Jesus rise again, when did all the, all the above? Okay, you hear all the arguments. Okay, just let me just show you. I'm not gonna argue with you any days. I can, I can go after stuff doctrinally and scripturally with you. But they always went to the, te- the temple on the Sabbath, which was Saturday. But they began to meet on Sunday. Why? The New Testament church. They met, how'd you like to do this? They met at sunrise on Sunday. Why did they do that? The early church. Two reasons. Now here's the argument, just let it go and let me show you the principle. Because Jesus rose on Sunday because they wanted to give their first to the Lord. The first day of the week was Sunday, and they met together on Sunday morning because they knew the principle of giving everything first to God, even their faithful attendance to church. Sunday is the first day of the week, that's why we meet on Sunday. I don't begrudge, I've done Saturday services. I did Saturday services for years here. Some of you came to this church because you came on Saturday night, and you're still here. So, so they, they wanted to give their first to God. So here's the second thing now. The first fruit must be offered. The firstborn must be sacrificed to redeem everything else. And the first fruits must be offered. Exodus 23 19 says, The first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. There is a, another scripture that says, Never come to God empty handed. Amen. Proverbs 3 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions, and with the first fruits of all your increases, all your increases, not just your salary. If you inherit a house, if you inherit a car, if you're whatever, you give first fruits. I was given a car years ago, found out it was worth $2,000. So the next Sunday, I gave $200. Because it's an increase in my life. And God is always first. Even though something was given to me, I do that all the time. All the time. I'll I'll get, like, for a birthday or whatever, I'll get a gift card to a restaurant. $50. $5 goes into the offering. Because God is always first. And the first fruits. Everything. Now, follow the principle here. Proverbs 3 9 again says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Folks, this is talking about life. It's not just talking about, well, if I give, maybe I get more wine in my refrigerator. No. (laughs) By the way, this principle of giving first fruits is not under the law, which is in the book of Proverbs. People argue tithe or first fruits was in the law, so we don't have to give tithe or first fruits. We've had people, I have had people that literally come in my office and yell at me that I'm teaching false doctrine. And literally have paperwork, and I say, yeah, I see this, I see this, but what about, well, that's, this is, that's not what that means. And so I'm not gonna argue with you because basically they come in to argue, and I just wanna tell you, like I said a couple weeks ago. You come to me with all kinds of arguments and all kinds of things. You're not going to get my time. I'm not going to, I am not going to allow myself to sit and argue with people that do not want to hear truth. Amen? I'm not going to do that. If you don't agree with, with me, you don't agree with me. But I am trying to help you understand What God says, because many people have tried the tithe, they've tried the first fruits, and it didn't work. Why? Because they don't understand the principle. So it says here, honor the Lord with your first possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Now, remember when Israel was delivered from Egypt and they captured the first city, Jericho? Remember what happened? What did God say about Jericho? He said, God said, bring me all the silver and gold from Jericho and put it in the temple. But God, it's not 10%. We haven't destroyed 10 other cities. It's the first. Even in the time of crossing into the promised land, into Canaan, into a place the land that's full of milk and honey, of blessing and prosperity, God said and showed the principle again that began from the very beginning. I'm going to show it to you. It began in Genesis. People argue, well, it was under the law of tithing, and so tithing is not for today. I just want to tell you, you're wrong. Yeah, it was in the law, but it's God's heart. It's God's concept. It's God's principle of what it is. And God says, the the 10% is mine. The first fruits is mine. But church, it's the first. Jericho was the first. God was showing again that what you have to do is when you receive a blessing, the first goes to God. God said, if you give me the first city, I will bless the rest. And what did we find? It took faith to do that, and one guy didn't do it. He says, I'll keep a little. See, Joshua chapter 6 calls it consecrated to God, that the city was consecrated to God. It's a covenant term. It's something that we must understand. We are in a covenant relationship with God, and he expects the first And that, in with Jericho the first, he said, give everything that is in Jericho to me. Achan takes it, perfect name. He was Achan after that. Achan takes it, and Joshua 7 calls it cursed. God calls it consecrated to him and the temple, and if you touch it, it becomes cursed. Listen, You don't want something cursed in your wallet or your purse. I love you, I'm trying to help you. God didn't say take 10 cities and give me one. He said give me the first one and you have everything else. Why? Because God always takes the first. Here's another question. This question, I I believe that a lot of people have this question. Well, why did God accept Abel's offering and not Cain's? Well, that's right at the very beginning. The answer is, reminder, the firstborn and firstfruits belong to God. Let's read the story. Look at the screen in Genesis chapter 4. It's in your notes, verse 3 through 5. Regarding Cain's offering... Notice the words process of time. Everyone say that, process of time. Go ahead and say that, process of time. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. People have taught, well, you know it. The, the real sacrifice was an animal because, you know, that's in the law. And, and, well, the law wasn't there yet. Okay? Well, you know, it's the blood that was, was shed, and that's really what. No, no. Just, just watch. Because a lot of people, even in life today, think that, you know, well, I, I'm not worthy. I don't make much money. Or, or I do this and I give to this. I, wait a minute. God says firstborn belongs to him and the first fruits belong to him. Let's read it again. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. There are people mad at the church. People don't even attend church because they ask for the tithe. They have a Cain spirit. There's really no such thing as that. But they have the attitude of Cain. Let me read it to you again, and then I'm going to explain it. Now, really follow this, okay? And in the process of time, the firstborn belongs to God, and the first fruits belonged to God. And in the process of time. Process of time is that first. It came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. God loves the fruit offering. Well, because he gave fruit. No. That's not what God was asking for. Yeah, he was. He was asking for the fruit. But it was a process of time. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock. Well, because he had a a flock, he didn't have fruit, and that's why, no, and of their fat. Because what Abel did, notice the word first. Abel brought it before the others were born because it was the firstborn. That was God's. Abel knew that was God's. Abel gave the firstborn first fruits of his labor. Cain says the process of time, after he made sure he had enough, never says he gave first fruits, he gave an offering. God did not accept that because he didn't give first. Now, let me get real particular because God is particular. Let me get real strong in this because God is real strong with this. We're talking about the blessing of God. We're talking about walking in the anointing of God, walking in the blessings of God. The windows of heaven open up and it's poured out more than you could ever handle. God says, I'm not accepting that because it's not first and it's just an offering. What do you mean just an offering? Legally, God cannot accept second place. In any area of your life. So listen very closely. This is dear to my heart. If God played 18 holes of golf, (laughs) his score would be 18 because he is perfect and he never misses. I miss a lot. In golf, God is perfect and he is first. The only offering God will accept is the first because he is always first. Let me just explain this to you very strongly. There are people walking in life with a lot of money in their pocket and that money is not redeemed or blessed. And it will not produce what it was promised to produce. The land has been cursed because of sin but we've been delivered from the curse even with our possessions. If we want our possessions to be blessed, delivered from the curse, then God must be first. If we want our marriage to be blessed, God must be first. If we want our business to be blessed, your business, God, has to be first in your business. If you want your ministry to be blessed, God has to be first, not you. Because what it does is the principle redeems the rest and causes a blessing that will flow in a mighty way, and it has to be now. Now let me just show you this. It has to be a heart uh, position. It has to be a position of the heart that says God is first in everything. Your mindset, the way you think, the way you talk, the way you live your life. God is first. And when God is first, then everything else is blessed. And if God is not first, then we're telling God we don't trust. And what we have, even though we're good, we're doing things, we're reading Scripture, we're doing all the different things, what happens is that everything else that we have is not blessed. And watch this, then we have to work by the sweat of our brow to get the blessings. I want my finances, I want my marriage, I want everything in my life to be blessed. God comes first. Now let me just say this to you. When God comes first, we're gonna talk about this in this series, then that other 90% becomes 1,000%. It produces such a blessing, you cannot contain it. I know people who can't contain their finances because they know the principle that God is first, the firstborn is first, everything that opens up, every new thing, everything is given. When things happen, they give. I have very securely in my life, I don't make a lot of money per se for, you know, if you're a CEO of a company or leader of a business or whatever, I don't make what they make. But because my finances and the things that I do are redeemed, the blessings of the Lord flows and the money that I have goes way further. Sometimes, sometimes I give more than I make away in a year. And I got more money in the bank. How does that work? (laughs) Firstborn. Firstborn. I just want to tell you that. When I had nothing, I gave away cars. It wasn't a brand new car. brand new to the person I gave it to. Amen. I gave away things. There are times I'm walking around and I got this this gift someone gave me maybe three months, four months ago, and I'm, I'm using this tool and everything. Someone says, wow, that's awesome. Man, if I had that, I could do it. Here you go. Cheers. What? No, 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 Here. No, no. Take it. Really? Yeah. Go take it. That's right. I walk away. God, you better do something about that because I need it. no, no. <laughs> no I' <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> because I hear the heart of God. I hear what God's saying. And see, people are more important to me than I am important to me. <laughs> but when God's first, guess who's important to God? I am. Wow. The only offering God will accept is the first because he is always first. First. You are able to do. Little pun here. You need to able your finances. You need to able your life. Don't cane it. Here's the third. The tithe must be first. What do we mean by that? What does God, why is God saying that? Leviticus twenty seven thirty. And all the tithe of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree is the Lord's it is holy to the Lord but see that's the law see the law has been fulfilled by God so it's fulfilled so I don't have to give anything really yeah i could just take an envelope and act like i'm giving and put a dollar bill in it really okay the firstborn belongs to God the first fruits belong to God The tithe belongs to God, and the tithe is first. Why? Because God is first. People throw tithing out because it was under the law. You cannot, just follow my thought process, you cannot throw something out because it was under the law. You can't say it was good under the law, but bad now in the New Covenant. You can't say things that were bad under the law. Now it's good because we're not under the law. See that same, that, that world mentality, that religious mentality will steal, kill, and destroy. So listen closely. You can't throw principles out that were established before and after the law. 500 years before the law, Abraham tithed to Melchizedek. Cain and Abel is 2,500 years before the law. Why did they all do it? It's a principle of God. It is a principle of God. I can even take tithing into the Garden of Eden. You ready? Ready? God said you can have everything in the garden except that tree because that tree's mine. There's the principle. Oh, wow, pastor. Yeah. So when people will say to me, you know, I've tried to tithe. I'm tithing. I'm doing this. How come everything is still not changing because it's not first? First. You have to realize every time you are paid or receive blessings, God is testing you and me. Every time a non-tither gets paid, he is saying to God, I don't trust you, but I want you to bless me. He also says, God, I don't believe what you say. If you tithe, God said he will open the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing on you, your life cannot contain it. God also will rebuke the devourer for your sake. This is talking about your life. Not only your finances, you have that dollar bill that you only have. It was so funny. uh, This morning, I I wanted to to give an amount for for the, the music, and I, I told someone I, I would pay uh, this amount and get this many candy bars and all that. And uh, I, I'm looking in my pocket, and uh, <laughs> I came in the church with, with $210 in my pocket, and now I got $4. <laughs> and I'm taking three of my grandchildren out to lunch, I haven't been to McDonald's for a while. How much is McDonald's? <laughs> God also will rebuke the devourer in your life. I've prayed. I've fasted. How come everything is falling apart? How come this is going on? How come that's going on in my life? I want to tell you, it has to do with God being first. Firstborn, firstfruits, and the tithe being first. A non-tither also says, I'm not grateful either. This paycheck came from my hard work, not yours, God. I'd rather God's power and God's ability to bring blessing to me than my ability. (laughs) In the same way, this is what a tither is saying. A tither says, I trust you, I believe you. I am so grateful the 90% you give me will go further or farther than the 100%. In the United States, watch this. In the United States, of all the income of the churches in the United States, per person, each person gives 1.5% in giving. And there are people that give 90%. So you see the balance there. This is how specific God is. If you made $1,000, a tithe is $100. So the question is, you had $10,100 bills, which is the first one? The first one is the first that you pull out of your pocket. Let me explain. The first one you pulled out to spend. The first is the redemptive one, so the other is blessed. It redeems the other. The first that comes out to pay, out of your paycheck, out of your blessing, the first that you go to spend, whether you go to Burger King, McDonald's, whatever it is, the first must go to God. Don't give the first one to the mortgage company. I remember when I first bought my first house and I had that mortgage. I'll tell you what, I was thinking about paying the next month's mortgage the month before. And the Lord reminded me, who's first? <laughs> Don't give the first one to the mortgage company. The mortgage company does not have power to bless your finances. Don't fear and or respect the mortgage company More than you fear God, pay God first. You give God the first one. He says, I will bless or redeem the rest. Church, it's about the heart, not legalism. It's not about law, it's about the heart. It's testing you and me. I want to tithe. It's the first portion that has the redemptive power. So, when you get your checkbook out and you go to pay your bills because you got paid, your first action is to write out your tithe check. And if God leads you to give in a specific area, to write that out. God's first. And you say, well, pastor, does it really matter? I mean, he gets it. It matters. It's about the heart. It's where is your heart? If your heart is always thinking mortgage company, vitamins, school bill, whatever, I want to tell you, you're not going to redeem the rest. The redeeming of the rest comes because God's first. First. 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2 says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. We're setting up soon where you can tithe and give texting. We have where you can go online, myvcc.org, and you can give online. And some of you do. Some of you don't have checkbooks anymore. You do everything online. Okay? But if you want to write a check, we have the envelopes here. And that's the point that I want to say to you, As you prosper, set aside the percentage and give every first day on a Sunday. I computerize my week. Not on computer. I'm 61. I don't do that. If I was 30, I would be doing that. But I computerize in my head, this is my gifting, is blessings that took place during the week and I lay aside, every time. Blessing comes, I lay aside. Blessing comes, I lay aside. If I don't have uh, cash or whatever, I know I got the check, I write out a check. I may just put cash in later, okay? But at that time, I the first I got a checkbook, I waste so many checks. I don't write many checks anymore because I go online and pay bills and all the different things. But I have to order more checks because a lot of times I'm writing out checks And then I write omit on it. But I show God, you're first. This is is yours. But pastor, that's really, man, really? Yeah. That's why sometimes I'm amazed at what God does at the end of the year. I'm amazed. We're going to talk about this in this series, The First Fruits. There are many of us during the the, in January that my wife and I I will pray about it. We'll talk about it, and then we'll give, you know. And Lord, what do you want us to do this year? It may be toward given to the church, might be given towards doing things for the church, buying something for the church, buying something for a staff member, whatever. But here's here's the reality: is because I want everything that I do redeemed. I'm delivered from the curse. But because my heart is correct, I live this lifestyle. As you do this, the needs of the church is met and above. The church will prosper. You will prosper. God's system of tithing can take care of everything in kingdom ministry, and even the poor. God's plan is set. Exodus 13, 14. So it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, what is this? What is this? The answer, the sacrifice. What is, but why this sacrifice? That you shall say to him by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. How many of you want to be brought out of a house of bondage? Being bound up in your finances, bound up in your marriage, bound up in your job. You hate your job. You don't like your job. You don't like this. You don't like that. You don't like your neighbor. How would you like to be delivered from that? Give God the firstborn. Give God firstfruits. And give God the tithe first. So he was saying, at some point, your kids are going to ask, why do you sacrifice this lamb? Here's the point. Why do you sacrifice this lamb? Why do you kill it? Dad, we are in the sheep business. Why are you killing them? Here's the answer. Son, daughter, dad used to be a slave and had nothing. But God with a mighty hand delivered me. That is why I give. That's why I made a covenant with God. I'll give back the first. I was a slave in bondage and had nothing. And now I trust him with everything. You want your marriage to be healed? You want your marriage to be strong? Then stop taking your marriage and not giving God the first of it. Stop living your marriage without giving it to God. Stop allowing the things in life, the busyness of life, to rule you. And that the last decision you have is, okay, what do we do with this church thing? What do we do with the the tithe thing? Okay, the kids are in soccer and they're in baseball and they're in this, and we got to pay this, we got to get clothes, we got to get a, oh, he needs a new baseball bat, he needs this, she needs this. Okay, first is God, and you trust God to take care of the rest. And watch this when God's first, he redeems the rest in your marriage you will begin to walk in wisdom like you've never had before. Your health will begin to rise up like it's never been before. You mean I don't have to go down and get anointed with oil and pray the prayer of No, I didn't say that. God didn't say that. That's part of putting God first. It's a lifestyle. Let me close with this statement. I was a slave in bondage and had nothing and now I trust him with everything the question again is God first let me make a statement God must be first or it's not redeemed Let's all stand. Amen.